our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Mondays, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in. Whether your flatmate owes you money, your friend keeps asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your friend just keeps stealing your oat milk. We are here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined by retired nice girl Sim, and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, let's get started. Dear Sim and Sonia, I have a friend who is in a desperate situation and was in between jobs. I felt bad for her and because she had helped me in the past, I felt obligated to return the favor. I gave her a pretty substantial amount of money about nine months ago. I know she secured a job in the last few months, but I actually haven't heard back from her. I wasn't sure how I was going to approach it. Owing money and asking for it back is so awkward to discuss with friends. Ultimately, I reached out and hoped she was in a better predicament. She was doing better, but I knew she couldn't return the entire amount that I loaned her. So I asked if she was able to pay me quarter of the amount each month over the next four months. She agreed and is able to do that. I'm sharing this as an example of how I handled it in a non-confrontational way and was able to compromise so that it worked out for the both of us. I hope this helps. Thank you, Sim and Sonia. I love what you're doing for others. So this is a little bit different because we're not looking for advice here. I think it's just sharing a way of someone approaching a situation and it working out really well. But I think it's worth discussing. What are your thoughts on it? I think we've received so many stories and sticky money situations that are lending people money, whether that is family members or friends. I feel like our advice, it does change depending on the situation, but I think there is still a similar structure on how we would handle those situations now that we know better from like our past mistakes and just with context people give us. I think something that is important to do before you lend someone money is just recognizing for yourself, is this amount something that I can live without? Would I be okay with not receiving this full amount back? And then before lending the money, just having a conversation and 
if you're feeling bold, if you're feeling, you know, that little bit extra, if it is with a close friend or family member, I know it can be a little bit awkward to do this, but maybe putting something in writing and then that way, at least you've got expectations set because I think a lot of the frustration that comes with lending people money is just the aftermath and the expectations not being set and them taking their time. And I have a question. Yes. Would you lend me money? Yes. What? amount of money would you lend me like what would be the max I would give you my kidney that's not something I can oh no I can sell that actually okay what's a kidney worth like seven grand I think it's worth like 70 grand in the block black market I saw a TikTok (laughs) Sonia's like kidneys maybe worth seven grand but mine is 70 70 there is no way that one kidney is worth seven grand that's ridiculous so we found an article from business insider which is a reliable source but it is from 2012 so i have to give them that kidneys up to ten thousand dollars a pop Mm -hmm. and with inflation that's probably what a hundred thousand now i think like the number that first popped into my head is like the most amount of money i would give anyone in general would be like $15,000. $15,000. But in saying that, I think it's circumstantial. Like if you were like, Sim, I'm being held ransom for 20 grand. I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, well, 10 grand is like my cutoff. So I'm sorry. I think I'd pay your ransom money. You would? Absolutely. That means a lot to me. So I would give you a kidney and you would pay my ransom money. And your bail money. And my bail money. I think bail money is more appropriate. You could be, I think you're more likely to be kidnapped than going to jail. Going back to the question, or not even a question, going back to the situation, I do like this girl because she has had a very sticky situation that she's turned around so well. So one, she gave a substantial amount of money and it doesn't matter if that was $1,000 or $10,000, it's to her substantial. And I think that's, you know, the main point to take away nine months ago, so a decent amount of time ago, and she had known that her friend secured a job and her friend didn't reach out to her. And I think most people in that situation would be like, oh my God, my friend got a job and she didn't message me. Like, what a terrible friend. Now this is awkward. She acknowledged that it was awkward, acknowledged that it's like not the kind of conversations that you usually have with your friends. And even then came up with a solution when her friend was like, sorry, I just don't have that money right now. She wasn't like, how could you? She was like, no worries. Let's set up a plan for you to pay me back. And I think the friend was great in the sense that even though the friend hadn't reached out first, she was aware that like, let's work with my friend on this and pay it back. I like that. I think that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. I think something that we've talked about in the past is, you know, how long is too long before you wait to bring it up? And this person did reach out after nine months and it did go well. So I think it goes to show that it really depends on how you're approaching the situation, the language that you're using and how you, you know, respond to what they say, because they will have other obligations in their life just because they have a full-time job or I guess like the means to pay you back. It's not like you're the only person that might've reached out to help or like you're the only person that they need to worry about. They probably have a lot of bills and things to pay back if they were going through a sticky time. So it's also just like extending that grace, especially if you're okay living without the money for a little while longer. I haven't, I'm just throwing questions at you. I have another one for you. What amount of time would you wait? 
For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Before you would reach out to someone, like what's your, I mean, I don't want to say go to because it's not like you throw away things left, right and center, but what's in this, like a, a normal amount of time that you think is appropriate? I think it depends. Like if I gave someone 10 grand, they got a decent paying job I think if they didn't reach out I would give it at least like a month or two because they're figuring out you know their new job how they're getting paid maybe sussing other payment plans out and if they still hadn't reached out I would just be like hey how are you start a conversation first and then bring it up instead of being like Larry of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like, hey, you can't owe me money. What are you doing? We've talked about that before too. So you wouldn't corner them in a shop? I wouldn't corner them on a golf course and be like, you owe me five grand. What are you doing here? Okay. Okay. And I assume that you reaching out to them after a month isn't to be like, hey, where's my money? It's more like, hey, how are we going to do this? Yeah. It's more just to get an understanding of if you've thought about it and what your thoughts are on the situation and how we can work on it together. Because like, I think a lot of tension comes from assuming and we don't know. They probably have like written my name down in an Excel sheet of people to pay back, but they just want to reach out when they can or when they're able to. So if they haven't thought about it at all, that's great because I'm reaching out to have a conversation with them. But if they have thought about it, at least they can let me know where they are with that. Oh, absolutely. And like not to say that this is the best way of going about it, but when you are the person that owes money and this is just coming from someone that has been on the other side because there was a time where I was about to start a job and this was when I was a lot younger and a lot worse with my money and I did have to borrow money off a friend and as soon as I got my job I think within the first month I paid them back and they were quite surprised they were like wow that's like two thousand dollars where did you get that money and I was like I just prioritized paying you back first Even if I couldn't do that or couldn't afford that, I think it's just courtesy to reach out to them and be like, hey, just want to let you know that you're on my mind and that I will be paying you back. I don't have the means to do it right away because like Sonia mentioned, someone's borrowed money off you. They've probably done so with other people or with banks and they probably want to pay off like the high interest credit card before they pay off the friend that doesn't have interest on their, you know, amount of money that they've lended them. No, you're exactly right. It is about courtesy, just letting them know that you are 
thinking about them and that you are looking to pay them back and just maybe giving them an indicative time frame. The issue is, is that not everyone understands that courtesy, but I guess like, what if someone was like, this is a completely different situation, but since we're asking each other questions here, why not? What if someone was like, hey, I'm going to give you five grand. Do not worry about paying me back. You are all good. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. And then a few months later, they're doing well. Like the person you've given them five grand to, they're in a six-figure job. They're earning commissions. And what if the person that gave the five grand was in a little bit of ish, was in a little bit of trouble? And then they were like, hey, I know like a year ago I said, don't worry about the five grand, but I'm actually in a sticky place right now. Can you give me money? And they're like, no. This is my point of view. If someone gives you money and says, don't worry about it, that's final. But if they come back and go, hey, I'm in a problem. Can you help me out? I think that's totally fair and I would. I just don't think it's fair to be like, like, I feel like we learned this in kindergarten. Like if you give someone something, you can't like change your mind and be like, actually give that back. But you can ask for help too. And I think if someone was like, hey, please help me. I'm in a tough time. I would absolutely help them. I just wouldn't view it as that $5,000. Give that back right now because no one just has that laying around. It's not like you gave them that money And they've just kept it in a bank account and haven't used it. They had no intention of giving it back. No, I agree. I think if they were in a sticky situation, I would just be like, this is new money, not the five grand that I'm paying you back with. But even then I would feel like some type of way. I do want to mention though, if you are South Asian, you probably know what we're talking about. Like family members loaning other family members money and then they get upset about it. And it's like, oh, but I gave them like a few thousand dollars and it was a gift, but they never paid me back. Like that gets under my skin. It is such a huge thing in South Asian culture. I feel like money in general is just like brown people operate differently because they'll fight over the bill, literally throw hands at like paying the bill at dinner. And then if they like go out like the next weekend or whatever, they're like, oh, remember that time I paid for dinner for like the whole family? I'm like, then then why did you pay babes? Like don't fight over the bill and like show this entire thing and you broke or like you're using someone else's card or you're going to feel salty that they've bought like a blender the next day because you've paid for dinner and you can't buy the same blender. God, your examples are so specific. (laughs) Overall, I I do think this is a great example for the amount of stories that we get about friends owing money. I love to see something that's come out really positively. And it just goes to show like, sometimes we do get in our own heads and we're like, how they pay us back? Will they message me? I can't believe she got a job and didn't reach out. It's so awkward to bring up money. It's been nine months. We've had so many people be like, it's too late. Should I bring it up? And this is a perfect example of someone that's recognized that, you know, they are owed money, recognize that it's okay to bring it up, even when it's awkward and recognize that their friend may have just forgotten and they might not have had the money at the time but let's have that conversation and that's what you speak about all the time just communicate 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 well i think that's us now if you have a sticky money situation that you would like our unsolicited unhinged advice on definitely reach out dm us or send us an email at hello at girlsatinvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, 
Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team, bye!